I, uh, I want to confess to you that there are times, especially in recent years, uh, when I feel totally confused uh, about what makes sense in our Christian faith. Might sound a little strange uh, that uh, uh, coming from the preacher, uh, but uh, we are somewhat uh, buffeted about uh, in the same manner as you are when you hear all of these uh, conflicting voices out there. What is it that the Christian faith requires of me? I don't know if you answer that question, but usually I ask it somewhere in the course of uh, the day, almost every day. Uh, what, what does God want me to do? So many different uh, religious opinions are heard on social media and television that, uh, these days that uh, adds to that confusion uh, for us. I uh, remember pecking away on my computer one day. I was upstairs in our, our house when I heard my, my boys downstairs. This was back when they were still at home before they left the nest. Um, I heard them laughing downstairs, and they yelled up at me, and they said, Hey, Dad, you got to come down and see this. And, and I came down to see them watching some kind of religious free-for-all uh, or circus, uh, a local church was broadcasting over, over the TV. People were jumping up and down, running up and down the aisles. Uh, uh, some were, uh, appeared to be having grand mal seizures. Uh, the preacher was slapping people on the forehead and they would go over backwards and someone would catch them. Uh, it was quite a, uh, quite a display, really. Uh, so incredible that it, it had my, my kids laughing and the Apostle Paul, you know, uh, in his letter to the Corinthian church, he poses the question that if outsiders were to enter into such a spectacle, wouldn't they think that the church was mad? And I suppose uh, um, St. Paul said that with good reason and, and intent uh, in terms of uh, the church having credibility uh, in trying to reach out to those who are not yet a part of its fellowship. Um, and then on the other hand, friends, uh, all too often it seems that uh, faith is reduced to some system of creeds or formulas uh, that if they're not sub subscribed to uh, completely, uh, there's going to be no hope for salvation. Boy, if I have to believe all of that, there's no hope for me. You mean I have to be immersed uh, or I'm not baptized? Uh, now, would that be three times face forward or once over backwards, you know? Um, indeed, some religions have made many a person obnoxious in their behavior. They get all wrapped around the axle over the pettiest uh, points of theology, dividing Christian against Christian and church against church. And many respond by saying, well, if, if, if that's what the Lord requires... I don't want anything to do with this religion or Christianity. And that's such a shame when that uh, becomes their, their option. It's important, I think, to note, however, that believing in theological dogmas was not Christ's test for those who wanted to be his disciples. 
You can't believe a thing just because you're told to believe it. Let me quote a, a, a famous line for, from uh, Alice in Wonderland. You know, it was written by a, uh, Lewis Carroll was uh, an ordained deacon in the Church, Church of England. It was his pseudonym, but uh, he was the author of Alice in Wonderland. And in the story, the Queen of Hearts asserts that she's 101 years, five months, and one day old. I can't believe that, said Alice. You can't, said the queen. Try again. Draw a deep, long breath and shut your eyes. Only by such a method can many accept the improbabilities that are offered to them these days in the name of Christianity. But I see things unfolding very differently in the Gospels. Christ called his disciples to follow him to enter into a friendship with him. And as their experience deepened, certain great truths were born um, in their minds from observation and meditation and uh, discussion and experience, and these truths became their creeds. But they weren't imposed on them by Christ or by uh, the fellowship as a condition to belonging. Matthew, uh, Matthew, the subject of our story this morning, uh, as I see it, uh, was a Christian the moment that he accepted the invitation of Jesus. Follow me. That was what he was asked to do. And a Christian is someone who responds to that call of Christ, who follows Christ. First, and always, Christianity is a relationship with a person. Christians follow Jesus. Where is he going? But how many have been pushed away from the church because they didn't believe what some zealous person uh, thought they should have, should have believed? Um, the great Swiss pastor and theologian Emil Brunner said with indignation once, who can establish criteria to judge whether or not the Holy Ghost is really active in the human heart to which God is only just beginning to reveal himself? Who would wish to propose criteria for membership which in certain circumstances would exclude precisely those whom God in secret has begun to draw to himself? Little story begins once upon a time, or if you're from the South, it begins with, you ain't going to believe this. Uh, little story about, uh, occurred about 1,700 years ago, according to ancient legend, a young man decided he was going to become a saint. Uh, he left his home, his family, his possessions. Uh, he said goodbye to uh, his relatives and friends, sold all that he owned, uh, gave the money to the poor, and he walked off into the desert to find God. He walked through the desert sands until he found a dark cave. Here, he thought, I'll be alone with God. He prayed day and night in the dark cave. But God sent him great temptations. 
He imagined all the good things that he wanted, wanted them desperately. However, he was determined to give up everything in order to have God alone. And after many months, the temptation stopped. St. Anthony of Egypt was at peace, having nothing but God. But then according to the story, God said uh, to, to Anthony, leave your cave for a few days and go off to a distant town. Look for the shoemaker, knock on his door, and stay with him for a while. But then according to the story, God, well, uh, this, this holy hermit, um, he seemed puzzled by all of this and, and, and by God's command. But nevertheless, he, uh, he left the next morning. He, he walked all the uh, day across the desert sands, and by nightfall, he came to the village, and he found the home of the shoemaker and knocked on the door, and a smiling man opened the door. You're the shoemaker, the hermit asked. Yes, I am, the uh, shoemaker answered. Uh, and he noticed how tired and hungry the uh, hermit looked. And he said to him, he said, he said come in. He said, you, you need something to eat and a place to rest. And the shoemaker called his wife, and she prepared a, a, a fine meal for the hermit and gave him a, a bed to sleep in. And then the hermit, uh, well, he, he, he stayed with this family for three days, and he asked them a lot of questions about their lives, but he didn't tell them much about himself, though the couple were, they, they were kind of curious about, uh, about him um, and his life in the desert. But they talked a lot, and they became good friends. Then the hermit said goodbye and the shoemaker, to the shoemaker and, and his wife, and he uh, walked back to his cave, wondering why God had sent them to uh, visit the shoemaker. What was the shoemaker like, God said, when he'd settled down, when Anthony had settled back down in his cave? He, he was a simple man, uh, the hermit said. Uh, he had a wife who was going to have a baby. They loved each other very much. Um, he has a small shop where he makes shoes. He, he works hard. They have a simple house. They, they give money and uh, food to those who have less than they have. And his wife, he and his wife believe uh, very strongly in you, and they pray at least once a day. They have many friends. And the shoemaker enjoys telling jokes. Well, God, listen carefully. You're a great saint, Anthony. God said, and the shoemaker and his wife are great saints too. Perhaps there's more than one approach to God, and each of us is called in his or her own way to follow Jesus. Friends, Jesus never demanded from anyone support for theological propositions, but rather he told us to love God and our fellows and to react in all crises in the same spirit that, that animated him, which still calls forth our worship and our adoration. There are many who claim allegiance to 
the Christian faith is spend more time talking about it than acting on it. The Christian faith is a call to action. Christ called us to follow him. To behave as he did. To do those things that he did. To love God and our neighbors like he did. Nothing too complicated about that. It just takes a lot of commitment and takes a lot of self-sacrifice, but the returns are greater than anything that we might lose along the way. You remember uh, a number of years ago now, the names of uh, Dick Brutan and uh, Gina Yeager? Uh, they were uh, on the front page of newspapers across the country back in 1986 um, for several days. And uh, you may remember that they were the pilots of the uh, first globe-circling nonstop uh, flight without refueling around the world. People said it couldn't be done, but they did it. More than 50,000 people were there at Edwards Air Force Base out in California to greet them when they uh, returned. They faced a few anxious moments uh, together, especially when the uh, electric fuel pump failed on the plane, and they had to uh, uh, jerry-rig that, uh, get going again. Gina also suffered some, uh, some bruises when she was tossed about in the airplane with some turbulent uh, weather. Uh, but they made it, and they made it back ahead of schedule. Mobile Oil Corporation uh, provided the synthetic uh, oil uh, for what they described was the toughest test in history. Uh, the company bought a full-page ad in USA Today and several other publications um, congratulating Jaeger and Rutan for their, for, uh, uh, well, in, in promoting their, their, their product, too, at the same time. And the ad closed with these words. Uh, we believed it could be done, but you, Dick, and Gina proved it. And doing beats talking every time. That's kind of simple, but very profound statement. Doing beats talking every time. Friends, until we're willing to act, our words are not going to mean very much. People would rather see what we do uh, than hear what we say. Doing beats talking every time. What is belief if it doesn't result or inspire action? When Jesus told stories like the one about the Good Samaritan or when he summed up God's law in two commandments, uh, they said, he doesn't talk like other people. He doesn't talk like the scribes. He's not confusing us. He speaks like one who knows what he's talking about. He was so close to God and so close to people that when he spoke, he did it with clarity. Well, having said that all that, that, that I have, uh, if you're still confused about the Christian faith, uh, don't despair. You're in excellent company. Uh, I would encourage you simply to, to put doubts and questions and confusion on the back burner. If you want, you can put a little sign on it that says, Awaiting Further Light. And... Uh, then just follow him. Just follow Jesus. 
Take a look at him in the Gospels. What's he doing? Where is he going? What's he saying? He said to Matthew, the tax collector, follow me. He said the same to the fishermen, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and to the others. And they all just sorted it out as they walked with him, and it became apparent what he wanted them to do. One can never forget the beautiful words uh, with which the great missionary and saint of God, Albert Schweitzer, uh, concluded his book, The Quest for the Historical Jesus. Uh, They really say all that needs to be said. Schweitzer wrote, he comes to us as one unknown, without a name as of old by the lakeside. He came to those who knew him not. He speaks to us the same word, follow thou me, and sets us to the task which he has to fulfill in our time. He commands, and to those who obey him, whether they be wise or simple, he will reveal himself in the toils, the conflicts, the sufferings, which they shall pass through in his fellowship. And as an ineffable mystery, they shall learn in their own experience who he is. We pray with me. Gracious God, in the midst of all the confusing and perplexing voices that come our way every day, we seek your face. We desire to know and to do your will. Help us to filter out the noise, to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep our ears open to his voice, that we might do his will and accomplish his purpose. We pray this in his name. Amen.